Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. So down with me, your host, Freddy Aloso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Rob Fink. I like the way that sounds. It sounds good. And my other co-host, Anthony, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, a special intro tonight to our man, El Oso, who liked a tweet from Sunny today. He's interested in her Snapchat premium membership down to $30 a month. You sick fuck. <laughs> I'm not interested. I gave it a like. Uh-huh. Just like just like Shawn Michaels said, <laughs> everybody's got room for sunny days. If I'm not mistaken, I was about. That's how I should have opened up, gentlemen. Freddie's got some sunny days. There you go, dude. I'll, I'll save you the money. I'll send you her freaking video. Oh, I've seen all that stuff. I just thought it was hilarious that she just got out of jail and right back to it. Well, I gotta mean, make that gotta money, make, man. Gotta make that paper, right? Yeah, make it rain. It's gonna rain. She's not the only one with jail trouble lately, though. Uh, switching gears for a second, John Jones again. Again, this fucking guy. That guy can't get out of his own fucking way. Holy shit! I saw it come through. I was like, was this a you know like a in my recent memories like two years ago this happened? No, it was it was real life. This happened again. John Jones, aggravated DUI or DWI, negligent use of a weapon. Were there drugs in this one again? I believe, yeah, I think it was weapon and, no, I think it was open container. No, and no no proof of uh, insurance. I think Teddy Hart got arrested again, too. Yes, he did. (laughs) Yep, I saw that, too. Jesus Christ. What a fucking mess, all of them. So much for the stay inside order. That's out in many counties and states. You know what? If they had, if they had followed the rules, yeah. Oh well. Anyway. Uh, okay. So first off, we want to thank everybody that contributed to our Sports Frenzy podcast pool. And it, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, um, there were two polls that went up today. Uh, we asked you all, do you agree with WWE's decision to continue with WrestleMania? Uh, 57% said no, 43% said yes. And then our second poll, do you like that AEW and WWE are still airing new episodes and we had a 50-50 split on that? Gentlemen? I'm wondering how long that can continue. I think I think at some point they're going to stop airing live episodes. I believe Raw, SmackDown, and NXT the next couple of weeks are going to be taped. I th- suspect AEW is probably on the verge of that. Um, as we speak right now... WrestleMania is being taped, and the city of Orlando, specifically Orange County, Florida, has their stay-at-home in order starting in approximately an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, somewhere in that ballpark. So, in I guess as far as WWE goes, I think they might have taped up through the NXT after WrestleMania. I'm not sure how many episodes of SmackDown they taped, but this could be two, two more weeks, and that might they might be out of content. And I don't think this is ending before then. Yeah. According to the president, he wants to get everything back on track. He was saying Easter. I feel like that's a long shot, but 
We'll see. He's dreaming. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Major League Baseball is thinking possibly Memorial Day. Yeah. I think yeah. that's more realistic. Yeah, yeah. If you go th- if you go through the major sports now, I don't think the NBA or NHL have committed. Uh, the I believe the English Premier League is going. They're looking at the end of April. Um, wishful thinking. I know Major League Soccer is going with the CDC uh, May 10th. I think that's going to get extended too. I certainly hope so because I have tickets for a game on May 10th in LA that I'm not planning to go to. Um, but all that being said, there's been a lot of debate online amongst our fans, amongst Ron Slane fans. Are AEW and WWE doing the right thing with WWE having WrestleMania with both companies still filming? Especially when they're the governments, both federal and state, are trying to encourage people to stay at home. What do you guys think? I feel like it's it's a way to get the content out. It's a way to get everyone looking at just your product, like we mentioned last week. Um, but it, it puts your your staff, it puts the wrestlers, it puts everybody at risk. You don't know where this virus is, who has it, who's asymptomatic, who's a carrier, all that stuff. Like, there's too many variables, and we'll get into something that just broke later on as to why people don't want to be a part of the shows because they're at risk. So uh, I got to say maybe just taking a break like everybody else you know, a month, two months, and then coming back to it. WWE's losing money hand over foot over WrestleMania because I'm sure their WrestleMania weekend puts them over the month or, you know, over for their fiscal year and brings in a shit ton of money. Like I know I went on a tour of, you know, MetLife and they said one of their highest grossing events was the time they did WrestleMania there. So both, both times. So. I mean, as a fan, I love new content, something to watch. But as a human being, um, I think they're not doing the right thing. I think they should have sent everybody home. Um, you know, everybody, everybody would understand. I mean, it's just, they're just following suit like everywhere else. And I wouldn't have a problem with that. But, you know. Yeah, I know Stephanie McMahon was out today expressing what exactly they're doing. Um this is a quote from her uh, to Variety Magazine. At a typical event, talent are milling about the catering or wherever when they're not actually in part of the show. That's not allowed now. There's extensive testing and screening when you first come in the facility, regardless of whether you're a talent, crew member, or anyone else. Working with our doctors, you have your temperature taken. If you have a temperature over 100.4 degrees, you're automatically asked to leave. If you've been out of the country or been in touch or in contact with anyone who's been out of the country, you're not allowed in the facility. Good luck with that one. We're taking every precaution we can. It's also why you don't see talent or anyone else in the audience. We really are adhering to all the guidelines that we can to maintain the health and safety of our crew and our performers. Now, that being said, and I felt the same way watching AEW as WWE, the first few nights when they were doing their thing, Empty Arena, I was like, Okay, at least this is something new. It's not the most entertaining. They're limited, but fine. You know, I give them credit. And then I'm watching, even just last night with AEW Dynamite, for example, there's no one around ringside, so they're taking the measure seriously. So I thought, and then they go backstage, and there's like six or seven of them sitting around on a couch watching watching the show, and I'm like, 
okay, so much for social distancing. And then you think, well, in these matches, again, there's no social distancing going on there. Now, I I don't have any reason to think I'm a carrier. I don't know about you guys. But I'm going out, like, running and walking after work every day just to get out, get some fresh air, get some exercise. And I see somebody on the sidewalk in the direction I'm going. I'm going out into the street at least six to ten feet away. Meanwhile, you got our favorite superstars in the ring going back and forth and you can't exactly do social distancing in a in a wrestling match so i don't know what the right answer is here for storyline for entertaining the fans i get why they kept moving um on both sides especially with wrestlemania um because i mean part of the problem is and this might go into them utilizing part-timers those guys are not going to necessarily be available a couple months down the road. At least they're full-timers, they're under contract, you expect that they're going to be there. But a guy like Goldberg, you were expecting to possibly have the belt on him for six weeks, more to come on that. Uh, same with uh, John Cena's one-night return, happened to work out well because he's not filming anything right now. You're not going to necessarily have him available two months from now. Uh, the Undertaker is another one. So what is the right answer here? As far as the business for WWE... Are they going to probably take a hit? Yeah, definitely. Um, it sucks for them as a company. I know Vince class uh, cashed in a bunch of Class B stock with a, I believe he doesn't owe taxes on it for up to four years. I think it's, um, I don't know how that works. Uh, I think it was equated to $80 million. So I'm guessing he's pumping that back into the company to pay salaries or something while they're taking a hit. Um, for stockholders like myself, it, it kind of sucks. Um, the stock's not doing as bad as I thought it would, but uh, it's still it's still lower than it was. I don't know what the right answer is here, but the amount of bitching and complaining I'm seeing online, if they weren't doing it, people would be bitching, oh, why are they doing this? They're supposed to be a weekly show. This is bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Well, they're doing it, and everyone's f- f- complaining instead. Oh, why are they doing this? They they should be home. This is, this is so irresponsible, blah, blah, blah. Which way do you people want it? I think there'd be more complaints if they weren't doing anything. So really i mean case in point this past weekend espn re-aired a bunch of ufc fights and they re-aired wrestlemania 30 the highest rated show on espn last weekend was wrestlemania 30 with about i think it was eight hundred thousand plus viewers and then one of the UFC classic fights on Saturday came in behind it, I think, somewhere around 700, 750,000, somewhere in that ballpark. So the UFC and WWE are definitely capitalizing on it. Um, on the UFC side, we know Dana White's insisting the April 18th UFC 249 is definitely happening. Um, he won't disclose where. I'd be really curious to hear where I know one of the heavy favorites is Florida, but now with WrestleMania and Orlando, for example, stay-at-home order starting in a few hours i don't see that being a possibility so where the hell is he running this fight from he said 90 99.5 percent done he said 99.9 but then there was, was like talk yeah but then there was talk about well where and the other thing is would he be okay pushing this back a few weeks a month or so if it wasn't for the fact that his lightweight his lightweight champion is muslim and is very serious about his religion and Ramadan starts less than a week after the originally scheduled date of the fight. That fight is snake bit for, first of all, this is the fifth time they've tried to run this fight. Yeah. But if, if Khabib wasn't going to practice Ramadan, 
would the, would the, would he be pushing so hard to would Dana still be pushing so hard to get this fight in? And it also could be that Endeavor, the parent company for UFC, yes, I actually remembered it this time, Endeavor actually is laying people off, not on the UFC side, which Dana White confirmed, but in general on the administrative side and some of their other divisions, they've announced layoffs. And that was with the two heads of the company saying they're not taking a salary for 2020. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So I don't know what the right answer is here. I don't think any of us do. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, basically, with wrestling fans. That's the way it feels. I feel like that's that's the way it is with everything with them. Like they can't they can't get out of their own way, whether it's they want this or they want that. They like you, this guy and then they bitch about this guy in another show. Like just fucking sit back and watch the show. This is the way I feel. Like if if you don't like something, shut the fuck up. Maybe shut the fuck up a little bit. Watch the show. Bitch and complain, but do you really have to go to the internet? And I, I guess it would put us out of a show, but like it, it gets so damn annoying at some points. I'm curious after the week after WrestleMania, because we believe they've taped at least NXT through that date. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Are they going to re-air classic stuff? Or are they just going to have the wrestlers, maybe you have some of the current superstars come on, talk about their favorite matches, and you replay that? Because they, they have filled a chunk of time replaying old matches every week, at least on the WWE side. On the AEW side, I think it's a little bit harder. Um, where they hit it out of the park last week, I felt like this week... There was a lot of issues, uh, timing issues with the commercial breaks. Every time they went to commercial, there seemed to be a, a problem. There was like, oh, we'll be back. And then there was like still another five seconds before they went away. And then they would come back and you could hear the, you could hear the countdown going on, even though they were already back on the air. So um, that it, it, I, I kind of felt bad for them because it felt like they did so great last week and they took a step back this week. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to AEW. We had SmackDown. We do know that. They announced a fatal six-way, I guess, uh, or six-pack challenge, whatever you want to call it, for the women's title. Um, And then by Monday, Dana Brooke was already eliminated from that. Supposedly, she's in quarantine. Um, Fast forward to Raw. They announced some unexpected matches there. We got Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley added to the card. The Raw Tag Team titles are going to be defended. The Street Profits are defending against the United States champion Andrade and Angel Garza, um, managed by Zelina Vega. I have to throw that one in there. That's my girl. Um, but odd matchmaking. Wouldn't have expected either one of those matches to be on the card. Where the heck did that come from? I feel like for the Street Profits, they were probably going to be defending against AOP originally, and Razor's injury probably put the kibosh to that. And then Andrade, I'm guessing, was probably going to defend against Rey Mysterio. And... Ray Ray uh, is another one that's supposedly been quarantined at this point. So um, I guess to keep Andrade on the card and to fill in the spot AOP being free or being out of it, we ended up with this tag title match. It's it's interesting. Some of this WrestleMania booking, it kind of reminds me of the old days where there was like, like you go back to WrestleMania 6 and you had Coco Beware versus Rick the Model Martel. I mean, where did that come from? So... I feel like they've done a mix of storyline matches and then these random matches thrown in just to fill the card. You, we don't need two full nights of six, with 16 matches total over two days. That's for sure. 
give it, give us some good quality matches. And I, I don't hate, I don't really hate any of the matches they book so far, um, except for Elias versus King Corbin. I don't understand that one, but, um, and Alistair, Bobby Lashley, I could give two shits about, but it gets Alistair Black on the card. Fine. Whatever. Um, just a lot of uncertainty right now uh, with the WrestleMania card and where wrestling is going to be able to go after the next few weeks. Um, this past week on Raw, though, you had the first tag match with Andrade and Angel Garza, and we saw the you fucked up moment of the week. Did you guys notice at the very end the pinfall? Yeah. I noticed that spot. Yeah, it seemed like Cedric Alexander was lost that whole match, and then it was like a three count, and then a four count. And I, 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 I don't know if Cedric was supposed to kick out or the. What I heard was that the match was supposed to go another thirty seconds, where Andrade was going to hit his hammerlock DDT, followed by Angel Garza with the wing clipper, and then I guess Cedric forgot to kick out. I don't know. Cedric's really buried himself on on Raw. Oh, huge huge yeah he was terrible did you guys notice during the um sammy lagara match with uh kenny omega his shoulders were not down when omega pinned him so i thought that might have been the you fucked up moment of the week but admittedly i was watching that match as i was cooking dinner a few hours ago so i might have missed that yeah, his first two counts his shoulders uh, sam one of sammy's shoulders were up right in front of the referee so i think she just counted you know, okay. Irregardless, but well, then Sammy and Cedric can share the "you fucked up" moment of the week, and maybe they both belong back on the Indies. I don't know. Although Guevara was pretty entertaining when he brought out the the posters of the characters, and then he held one up with Brandy and starts kissing it while Brandy's like ringside, like looking at him, like what he did, did he didn't kiss it? He molested it. Well, <laughs> and Cody was on. Co- and Cody barely pay, paid any mind to it. I, I don't know. His commentary was weird. My favorite part of his commentary was, "Does he know him? Do you know I'm here? Does he know I'm here?" <laughs> yeah. Nice. But his commentary was just—he was referencing so much old school stuff that I think today's fan might not necessarily be aware of. I was a little surprised at that. I—I—I I, I, I was. He could cut a promo. I don't know if I'd want him to be back behind the mic again. Give me Taz. Throw Taz on the commentary team. I'd be good with that. Yeah, that was another thing that threw me off. Um, I get that JR and Taz couldn't be there for obvious reasons. Why is it that, like, I'm watching, like, on Instagram, radio stations, their DJs and their entire morning shows, for example, are all over the New York metro area, for example, and they're all connected by computer. Why couldn't they just do that with Jim Ross and Taz? I, that That surprised me. They don't need to be there in person. Um, why aren't they utilizing like Skype like we do now for the, for this? We're letting you behind the curtain a little bit, folks. We use Skype for this. <gasps> Wait a minute. We're no. all in the same room. Wait. We're not in the Barricade Studios? Well, one of, you, one of us is. <laughs> you guys can guess which one. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I, I'm surprised that they're not able to do the commentary over the internet. I mean, you could still have the live feed with the audio in the show while the commentary is being done from a remote location or several remote locations. And the same thing with WWE NXT last night 
was not with Mauro Ronaldo and Beth Phoenix and Nigel McGuinness. Um, on Raw, Jerry Lawler wasn't on. It, it seems it seems a little odd to me, especially now would be a great time with everything going on to test out that functionality. What uh, you don't need the people there live anymore. What is that? What was the point? I don't know. The, this last week, the way both shows broadcasted was interesting. WWE switching their views. Uh, I don't know. It was about the WWE at least was better, but I think where AEW has the advantage with the view they're using that WWE try to duplicate is AEW uh, Daily Place is a much bigger arena, so they could have the cameras a little bit further back. Where WWE, there's so only so far back they could go, so they were still up in it, so to speak. The angle was better. They took the chairs out, so you didn't have that. Oh look, the, that oh we didn't draw type look to it, but they were a little too close at times. Um, they're doing the best they can under the circumstances. I'll give I'll give both sides that. I just felt like the presentation on both sides wasn't up to snuff. Yeah, I think they're all just trying to figure it out on the on the run. And yeah, week by week. They're doing the yeah. They're trying to do the best they can with it. Uh, and let's dive into the actual content. Um, first off. Like I said, not a ton to talk about. We were on SmackDown. We got the matches there. We'll talk about some of that a little bit. Um, actually, before we get to Wednesday night's lineup, with Raw, what the hell is a Boneyard match? I was going to ask you guys that. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Do you put a giant dog bone at the top of a corner? And kind of like a. Is it a cemetery match? Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I suspect it's a cemetery match. I don't know. The dog bone, um, the big dog's not in that match. And we're not sure if big dog's in the Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> you like that one? Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> but, yeah, I was when AJ's like, I want you in a boneyard match, and I'm like, what the fuck is a boneyard match? And they didn't even tell you. Yeah, they don't reference it at all. Like, oh, you'll figure it out. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. <laughs> AJ said it. They're like, crap, now we got to come up with something. <laughs> just a bunch of skull and crossbones around the ring Ugh. Oh, well yeah so there was that um okay so, yeah, so there wasn't a ton on raw smackdown otherwise uh i think the only thing we're not sure about wrestlemania wise in addition to something else we'll talk about is the tag team title match for smackdown it's going to be usos or new day as to who we don't know yet um another thing with this wrestlemania card with the exception of that SmackDown Women's Fatal Five-Way, um, which actually might have been a blessing in disguise because Dana Brooke, I don't think... Well, you know what? Maybe this would have been good for Dana Brooke because there wouldn't be a crowd to ignore everything she does. Um, but if you look, the cards straight up, we're getting one-on-ones and straight-up tag matches. It's like the first time in years that maybe only one match is in a straight-up one-on-one or tag team match and uh, that being the smackdown women's title match i think that's a refreshing change because i always felt like they threw these multi-man and these huge matches in to include like a dozen people just to get people on the card and they're not doing that this year i'm actually hoping this this is the beginning of a bunch of changes they'll be making but um what do you guys think should they have more of these multi-person matches you okay with this i think it's they legally can't yeah, and you can't have more than 15 guys in the ring, so that's, that's what you're getting. That didn't stop AEW last week. Well, now it has. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, they're trying to keep as few people on the card as possible. 
So you think there's going to be one and done, and they'll be back to the same old shit next year? Yep. Okay. No, you my wishful thinking. So how? A question: How long before the spoilers come out? I think I. You know what? I think this time it might be a little hard for those spoilers to come out, just because of the fact that only WWE personnel were in there. So if it does leak out, then Vince knows where the leak is coming from. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they supposedly oh, who's getting fired? Yeah. Well, and the theory was that they were going to fill multiple endings for that reason to cover themselves. But yeah, if those results leak out, then you know somebody, somebody on the inside, really on the inside, is leaking that shit out. Yeah, it's going to be bad if that happens. Um, before we really continue on that, with AEW, did did you first off, Brody Lee? Did you see? Did I see that video? Yeah. Yeah. Why Why so many jabs at Vince McMahon? What do you get out of that? I don't know I don't know why EW keeps concerning themselves with WWE and what they do. Well, I mean, when you give people creative freedom, if they've got a bone to pick, they've got to pick it. Yeah. So. Do you, do you really want to poke the big dog, though? Yeah, why not? They're down now. Kick them. <laughs> yeah. Remember when WCW did that? <laughs> 84 weeks in a row. It was 84 weeks. It's 83 weeks. I listen oh, to that damn podcast every week. <laughs> 83 weeks in a row. You listen and to Bischoff then... every week? Would you not hate yourself? Actually, actually, I just finished listening to uh, his episode about Steve Austin and WCW. It's a pretty good show. I'm not listening to all of them because, like... This next, this week's episode was uncensored 2000, and they spent almost three hours, and I was like, I don't even give a shit. But so I got to pick and choose. No, Bishop, Bishop, all, all five of Conrad Thompson's led podcasts, I I find to be pretty good. It's just a matter of now I pick and choose. The only one I'll listen to weekly is something to wrestle with. Um, Grilling Jr. I'll listen to most of them. What happened when I almost eliminated completely just because of the fact that they just do watch-alongs and it's usually three-hour shows. Um, Arne Anderson I'm catching up on. Not bad. Not bad. And then Bischoff I was listening to weekly. I'm starting to go with the topics I'm interested in. But um, as far as uh, taking jabs at WWE, uh, Jericho in that last segment was talking about the bad creative during the broken Matt Hardy sequence and I'm like, you want to talk about bad creative? We're watching it right now. <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm just sitting there like this is terrible. That maybe this is why Vince didn't let Matt Hardy go with this. This is just, and I will say it benefited them that it was an empty arena because that whole sequence where Matt started up at the top of Daily Place and then he appeared like ten times and then he was in the ring while Jericho moved perfectly still. And I'm like, well, I guess the coronavirus is helping one storyline. How how long seriously before Matt Hardy's character goes stale? Too late. All right. As the devil's advocate, that I I like Broken Matt Hardy. I think he's hysterical. It's so it's it's turning into so bad it's good in my opinion. And I, I, I can see that. I've been I don't know if you guys followed it from Impact. I mean, it was even more insane back then. If you ever have a chance, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and look up the Broken Matt Hardy saga. It's crazy. I mean, it makes no sense. Like, it's it's ridiculous. But you can't turn it off at the same time. 
So I, right. I think it's great. I think he's hysterical. I can't wait to see where he goes next because I think it's just such lunacy. It, 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 you know, it's like Shockmaster good, in my opinion. The Shockmaster. Nice. I, I liked it in WWE when they did it. I liked the whole um, the Final Impact or uh, Final Destruction, whatever those matches were. I mean... I, they were different. They were entertaining. It was just that that segment was just going on for so long. I think they went almost 15 minutes. And I was it went like, too oh, long. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, th- I think that was it. If they could have shortened it, maybe knocked about five minutes off, I think it would have been fine. And, and Jer- I got to give Jericho credit trying to be stand in there with a straight face with that whole segment because Jericho's never done anything that insane. Really? The list? <laughs> oh, no. The list was great. Come on. <laughs> I like how Jericho made the like that cameraman or that guy sitting ringside sing the song. That was a cameraman, yeah. It should have been Ralphus. <laughs> now speaking of Ralphus is dead. God. Speaking of Jericho, before we get into you know the breaking news from tonight, keeping you guys on the hook with that, did you guys check out the Chris Benoit documentary two part series on Vice? The dark side of the ring. And if you did, what are your what are your thoughts? Only part one for me. Only part one. Okay. I did get through both parts because they aired it on Vice part one and two on Tuesday. I know a lot of people said it was really hard to watch. Some of it, I'm not going to say. I, I don't know what it is. I guess I look at them more as straight up documentaries. I don't get too upset about them. Granted, it was hard to watch. I liked, I, and this is, I think, dark side of the ring. This was probably the best episode they put together. It was well put together. What I like about that show, even though some of the, a lot of the stuff you've already heard about, um, they give you both sides of it. So when they got to part two, they mentioned the roid rage theory. Then they went into the whole brain trauma thing. So I was glad that they did both parts because that whole brain trauma thing, which I really believe is what happened there, I'm th- glad they covered that because the media, as soon as that started coming out, the media didn't give a shit anymore because they're – the glorified story of, oh, there's a roid rage, there's a rustling, blah, 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 that went out the window. Granted, the stuff they were, that Benoit did in the ring contributed to that. So um, I think the hardest thing was to actually hear the account of Eddie's passing and that Chavo was actually holding him as he passed away in the hotel room. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was tough, man. Um, and one thing I thought was interesting was uh, Chris's son, David, uh, Chris Benoit's son, David Benoit. Uh, there were all these photos and all this history about him with the youngest son of Benoit, Nancy Benoit, um, D- Daniel. There were photos of them. There was video footage of the two kids having a grand time, wrestling, having fun as kids. And they never said exactly where he was when this was all going on. Because judging by the photos and the videos they showed leading into the, that that faithful weekend... There was no mention, well, where was he when this was all going on? Um, I believe the truth was he was with his mother at that point, I think yeah. back up in Canada. But they didn't they didn't mention that. Um, I thought and, – and then the, the brutal honesty from the rustlers, um, even from Nancy's sister about how they felt about the whole thing, um, whether they could forgive, what they thought happened, what have you. It's, it was like split down the middle. It was very honest. Um mm-hmm. It was just because it's on Vice, um, how many people are actually going to get to see it. It's on YouTube. Yeah, that's that's where I watched it. Um, wh- yeah. What did you What did you guys think from what you saw? 
I thought it was a good, like you mentioned, I put that one up there with the uh, Devon Eriks and Bruiser Brody for me. Those two were my favorite ones of those. Um, I thought it was just honest. You know, like you got people's real take. You got, you know, Chavo's real take. You got, you know, Jericho. I thought it was very telling where Chavo was like, look, I, I hate what he did, but I still love him as a brother and a friend. And like it's it, people are very split on it because, you know, they really did care about Chris Benoit. And it was just a super shitty situation that went down. Like I said, um, I had only seen part one, but the couple things I took away from that is, um, number one, I didn't, like Anthony said, I didn't know Chavo was with Eddie when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Eddie and Chris were close. I never really knew the, the, the deaths. And I am stunned that no one really got him the help he needed. Like, no one in WWE took him off the road. Like, everybody seemed like they knew something was wrong, but no one seemed to take that extra step to say, look, we're not booking you anymore. You need to go in and get some therapy. You know, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you again in six months. Well, now, I mean, if it happened now, I think he would have gotten the help he needed. We might have not had this tragedy. Yeah. But back then, it seemed like they were still in the mindset of, you know, you just soldier on. And I think yeah. they did him a, a real disservice. And... um the other last thing I thought was interesting was how criminalized they they criminalized Kevin Sullivan. And I knew there were issues there. I never knew there was abuse. And unfortunately, we didn't get his side of the story. Yeah. You know, I noticed they tried to interview him and he wouldn't participate. Yeah, all they got was a quote for him that he denied all the accusations, but that was it. Right. On the second part, the clip that you brought up to me several times, Rob, over the years the Regal clip from the tribute show? Yeah. Freddie, do you remember that clip? Yeah. They they also did make reference to it. And and it was the theory that you said that he, it was almost like if you go back and watch it after the fact, like he knew something was wrong. Like there was something off about the whole thing. He chose his words very carefully. Yeah. He was really the only one. Yeah. And they made reference to it um, on the show. I mean, they didn't specifically call out Regal, but they mentioned, you know, some of them knew something was off, something felt off, and then they showed the Regal clip, and I was like, oh, shit, Rob's been talking about this for years. And they mentioned that Regal lived in that town. So he, it's like he almost had, like, an insight, like somebody kind of tipped him off that something was off. And it wasn't, like, just a, a, a death of everybody. Like, it was some foul play. Yeah, I mean, he, um, you know, you watch your tribute shows and everybody's crying and saying things, and then Regal's like, the whole show to me stopped at that point. Because I was like, that, that, his is not, his tribute is not fitting in everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And right after that, we found out, you know, what happened. So he obviously knew something that he didn't want to. I'm surprised he went on camera. I think I might have stayed away, but. Yeah. It was, I was surprised at how emotional I got when I, when Eddie died. Again, all these years later, I was still like, I still got sad. Yeah. You know, and it's not something you think about every day. But when it was laid out the way it was, you were like, I really was like, you know, upset. I was getting a little misty. I was like, wow. I I didn't realize, you know, I didn't think I was going to get upset. I thought I was just going to watch it. And uh, and I'm anxious to watch part two just to see how it ends because I did not get to that part yet. 
Yeah, they now, got some. The, in- the next one is is what? Oh, God. New Jack. <laughs> New Jack. <laughs> uh, different different story altogether. So, yeah. so we're gonna give you the captivating story, then we're gonna give you the garbage. And then I I do believe the Owen Hart stories coming up this season, right? Owen Hart. Um, I'm. I'm interested in that one. Though. I'm also interested in the the Dino Bravo murder. Yes. Dino yeah, Bravo. me too. There's hardly any information out there about that. Yeah, that's the one I'm. That one I'm actually more interested in the than the Owen Hart thing more because the Owen Hart thing I think we we kind of know the story. I think it's going to be similar to most of what we heard in the Benoit one, where we know most of what's going on. But the Bravo one, there's so little out there. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the mass transit incident? Mm-hmm. No? Freddie, you're not? No. Mm-mm. Go ahead, Rob. Well, I'll, I'll sum it up for you. I mean, there's so much more to it, but uh, apparently one night during an ECW show, uh, they were short a wrestler, and this young man came up and said, made all these claims that he was a wrestler and he could take over and somehow convinced ECW to let him wrestle, and New Jack took it upon himself to almost kill this, this young man. He cut his head so deep he slid an artery in the guy's head and he almost bled to death on the spot. And long story short, and again, I'm leaving out a lot of details. He was, I think he was underage and he was not, never a wrestler and should never been allowed near the ring and should never been allowed near new Jack. I mean, if you watch that, if you haven't watched that match, I strongly suggest you do, but be prepared. It is brutal because now that you know the backstory, I mean, New Jack did the like the flying leap off the top rope with the chair, and like smashed his head in. And then was this was this similar to the one where he would just fucking stab the guy on the outside of the ring? No, this this well, that was he's, at least that was a wrestler. This yeah. is this was a guy who was not a wrestler, and what he did was he told New Jack he didn't know how to blade, and New Jack said that he would take care of it, and he took care of him. And and long story short, very long story short, he sued, he lost, and now he's dead. Wow, because of it. Well, not because of it, but he's not alive anymore. He he had other issues, but if you get a minute, either go on Wikipedia or go on YouTube and find. I bet that they're going to cover it pretty well in the in the uh, Vice series. But that is a big to me. I don't know how New Jack ever got booked again after this. That's crazy. And he's he still almost, getting bookings, right? He almost committed murder. That's in my opinion. That's insane. They actually went, um, it wasn't just the kid. The kid's father was, like, backing up the story that this kid was old enough and was a wrestler and all this right. other crap. And then, yeah, if you, I'm looking at the wiki page now. Apparently, he was screaming, ring the fucking bell. He's 17 after the blade job. I mean, you can literally see, like, the blood shooting out of his head. It, it's, I mean, you know, wrestling is a violent, violent sport. Yeah. This was over the, over the top violent. Apparently, it got so spread, the news of this whole incident, their first pay-per-view actually got postponed for several months because none of the pay-per-view carriers, or at least the biggest one, Request TV, would not let it air because of this incident. Yeah. I think the guy's name is Eric something or other. Kulas. Kulas. uh, Eric Kulas. And like I said, he sued and eventually he lost ECW and they lost but and unfortunately like I said he died a few years later I think I think he had weight issues or something I don't remember the whole story but I'm really curious to see how they cover that because I don't know how New Jack could, could ever 
defend himself. And I'm sure he will, because he's a maniac. Because he's a fucking psychopath. The guy died uh, due to complications from gastric bypass surgery. New Jack actually tweeted during the airing of the Benoit episode, you know, his his heartfelt, you know, condolences or, what, what, you know, whatever. And then in his very next tweet, by the way, check out my episode next week. <laughs> it's a fucking asshole. That's a gangster for you. Man. Guy's nuts. Gotta love it. Now, let's jump into the tease that we've had for the whole night. No, 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 no. Let's, 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 let's go a little bit further. Hold on. There's a few other things we could get to before that. And by the time people listen to this, they probably already know where we're going with this anyway. Yeah. Um, back to AEW just for a second. It looks like the next challenger for Moxley might be Jake Hager. Really? That's what you get from me. Great. <laughs> I'm like watching, and I'm like, really, Hager? I'd rather see a Jericho rematch. Come on, no. Yeah, what do you fucking do? Well, look, they can't all be winners. <laughs> With a roster I mean, that talented? Come on. Yeah, but, they, they... but, I don't know. Yeah, I can't defend it. <laughs> Rob's like, devil's I can't a... be your advocate here. <laughs> I can't be the devil's advocate here. Take Hager sucks, I'm sorry. Yeah. I hope they let him do interviews so we can hear him lisp. <laughs> I think he's spoken a little bit, but um... I'm gonna smash you. <laughs> I'm gonna make you suffer. Suffer, suffer, and suck a dash. I did it a few weeks ago, and he was giving me a hard time. Now he's doing it. Um... I know. <laughs> Um, NXT, as I predicted last week, the takeover matches are going to be on USA, um, trying to get, I think that's great, uh, that April 1st show is going to really be banging because it's going to be like a mini takeover. Um, what I did find interesting though last night, we had this whole sequence with Triple H, uh, and Gargano and Ciampa and Triple H saying about he wanted to put this on the big stage. If it was up to Regal, he would have been fired, uh, it's like one last time we'll do this, but that's it. If you guys even make contact with each other after the fact, uh, ever again, you're, you're whoever it is that instigated, you're out of NXT. Um, if this was, if he kept talking about giving them that big platform. Why the fuck wouldn't you throw this on WrestleMania and actually give a match that people would be interested in instead of fucking Elias and King Corbin, for example? A huge miss, or do you think it's better off staying on NXT TV on USA? I mean, if they're going to keep NXT off of WrestleMania, like they seem like they're going to do, except for the ladies' title match, then I don't. I guess it follows suit. I have a different question for you guys. If William Regal is the commissioner of NXT, why does Triple H have to glom onto the to the heat that these two guys have? I always feel like Triple H has to insert himself in places that he has no business. There's no business being on NXT. William Regal is your commissioner. William Regal should be making these matches. He should say, he could say I consulted with Triple H, but I don't know why Triple H needs to be on TV unless Regal can't be there. They should mention that then. I don't feel like Triple H is necessarily making himself the center of everything, so I'm okay with it when it's a really big issue. I don't have a problem with him being out there. I mean, the I, I, the fact that he mentioned Regal actually I thought was interesting because I was like, okay, what? Why do you even mention him here? Um, and he he did he did 
allude to the fact that I'm higher up on the food chain than Regal. So he kind of overruled him. So he at least explained why you two didn't get your asses fired after that display a couple weeks ago. I was okay with it. It's not like he's getting in the ring on an NXT card and trying to put himself over half their roster. That's next week. <laughs> after WrestleMania. Next, after after WrestleMania, he beats the entire NXT roster in one night. When, when, when they run out of episodes, NXT is going to be Triple H beating himself every night. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but speaking of Triple H, he actually made the tre- tweet of the week. Did you guys see this? ESPN re-aired WrestleMania 30 this weekend, and they tweeted, you know, the King of Kings, Triple H is ready for the encore presentation of WrestleMania 30 on ESPN. Are you? And then Triple H's response was, and the video they showed, by the way, ESPN, was him coming out with the whole outfit, and it was the it was the show where Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, and Sasha Banks were kind of, like, off to the side, like, helping him take the costume off. Um, it was kind of that, like, Romanesque, like, gladiator sort of theme to it so triple h's tweet back was just as an fyi the entrance costume was super heavy like 45 pounds my legs were shot only reason daniel beat me <laughs> it's like way to throw shade at wilder yeah touche triple h touche and then some idiot actually responded no the reason why daniel Bryan beat you triple h is because he was scripted to defeat you <laughs> Oh man! Wait a minute, wrestling is scripted. (laughs) Some people just gotta let it go, man. It's still real to me, damn it. (laughs) Somebody else replied back. Deontay Wilder has blocked Triple H and started following Tony Khan. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's a good one. Definitely tweet of the week. And then uh, I think we're. I think this weekend's episode is. They're going to re-air WrestleMania 32, which featured Triple H against Roman Reigns, who also has a two-hour compilation on the network of his best WrestleMania matches. Not this year! Go ahead, Freddy. Whatever could you mean? There you go. You guys waited 40 minutes. Go for it. Here it is. Roman Reigns is out. I repeat, out of WrestleMania. You know... I'd love to laugh at this because I I don't care for the guy, but under the circumstances and why he's probably not there, I get it. It sucks. Um, The only thing, I I guess I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, 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 Copyright infringement. Sorry. (laughs) Why did it take so long for him to make this decision? This has been known for weeks. He's been tweeting about it for weeks, even after the fact when it was going to be empty arena. Why now? His mommy told him he couldn't go. I wonder if the amount of cases has gone up in Florida. Yeah. And that's why he's like, you know what? I don't want to risk it. I'm out. I think there's more wrestlers that have it than, than we've found out about yet. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, I know I know Rob's not a soccer fan. I know part, a lot of soccer teams over in Europe, they have several more cases than professional teams in the u.s do um not just soccer but across the board there's more cases in europe of the coronavirus amongst the soccer teams Uh, one of the theories is there's the champions league tournament where you got teams from all over europe flying all over europe playing games even in closed arenas well one guy on the field has it that's it i mean juventus has a few 
documented cases, they're still in Champions League right there. Um, we know some of the Premier League teams, the coach of Arsenal has it. I believe there was a couple guys on Man City that have it. All teams in the Champions League. Um, so, yeah, it would not surprise me, especially at least with soccer. Yeah, there is some contact there, but wrestling matches, that's pretty much what you're doing the entire match. So one person touching another and then, you know. And they, they, and share, they share cars and all that together. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and they're in Florida, which seemed to be the state that thought this was the biggest fucking joke. I mean, they, there was like thousands of people still on the beach even just over a week ago. Yeah. And with Roman's weakened immune system due to leukemia, it's a huge risk for him. Yeah, I don't fault the guy. I'm just surprised it took this long. All the fucking marks who have been clamoring for Roman and I hate Roman. Well, here you fucking go. You don't have to see him on WrestleMania. Hope you're fucking happy. And next week when they're all complaining that, oh, Roman should have been on this card. We miss Roman. Go fuck yourself. That's the way I feel. <laughs> hot, hot, take, hot take. Hot take from the Oso. You know, these people, they're going to complain whether he's there or whether he's not. I know who Goldberg's new opponent should be. Oh. Gilbert. Come on, Goldberg versus Gilbert makes it it makes its own match. <laughs> yeah. It's no? a classic. No way. And he still he still gets to go over. It's a win win oh, for Goldberg. Gilbert or Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> the match we've been waiting for since since the attitude era. Alright, so seriously, who do you think the challenger is? Or do you think they drop the match altogether? I don't think you can. Um I'm actually reading one tweet that it, it's gonna be Matt Riddle. <laughs> He has talked smack about Goldberg, and he even took the jackhammer. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, and does Goldberg, whoever he ends up facing, do you, does he still drop the belt now? I don't know. I think he has to. Uh, yeah, I think the whole plan was for him to drop the belt, so I don't see how he can. But yeah. right, what are you going to give it to him, and then have it? You can have two champions on two shows not defending the belts. Um, there's a rumor that it might, uh, there's actually one theory that it's going to be Braun Strowman and that might have, that could have been the reason why Strowman actually didn't have a match. Cause it seemed odd that he drops the intercontinental title to Sami Zayn and then doesn't even get a rematch with him. Ugh. Well, who's left? Edge. Give it to Edge. Yeah. But Edge already has a match. On night one or night two? Samoa Joe does not have a match. Samoa Joe also just came off suspension, so I doubt that's happening. Um, yeah, Braun Strowman was rumored uh, by this one tw- this one Twitter account, and then the, the same Twitter account five minutes later said it was going to be Michelle McCool. <laughs> nice. But you know what? Maybe that's why Braun didn't have a match. Maybe they suspected keep him on standby in case something happened. Hey, look, Impact has a female champion. <laughs> it was actually interesting i was listening to arn anderson's podcast and this that topic actually got brought up he was open-minded to it but he's like i just i need to see it to see if how believable it is i guarantee i guarantee if the mics were off he wouldn't believe it at all that's just a politically correct statement to make yeah yeah it's also his old tag team partner's daughter so he's not going to go bad on her on a podcast is he still friends with him? 
Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, does he does she consider him an uncle? Like you know, like were they that close? Good question. So who do we think? So we think it, it, are we voting for Braun Strowman? I'm not voting for him, but no, I mean, um, I think that's who the challenger is gonna be. <laughs> no, it's gonna be fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, I'd rather. He's gonna get his win back after 23 I'd years. I'd rather go with Gilbert. <laughs> I I could see it being Strowman. I feel like Strowman would make sense as a last minute replacement. And then the minute everything goes back to normal, he drops it to to Roman. Is someone going to pull double duty? Do you have one of these matches that were already on the card be for the title shot? So Saturday you compete for the title shot, the next day you actually get it? I mean, the way they filmed, uh, did they have enough time to figure out what they were going to do? Does the theme get the title? Do you put it back on the theme? Do you have him... Yeah. No, Fiend, do you have John him beat tri- Triple Threat? Yeah, I was going to say, or, do you have Fiend, John Cena, Goldberg for the title? Or do you have him beat one legend one night and then the next night come out as the surprise and beat the second? The problem is they felt like they backed themselves into a corner even putting the belt on him to begin with, so do, do you go back to that? Um, I mean, I don't think he should have dropped the belt to Goldberg to begin with, but I don't know. I'm really curious when this when he contacted WWE and say, I'm not doing this. The story I'm reading now is confirming what the theory we were talking about, that it was his immune system with coming over the leukemia. He didn't feel comfortable. I'm totally get that. I just, why was it last minute? Or is he felt like he's such a big enough name on the roster that he was trying to set an example. You guys have been fucking this up for, for your employees, independent contractors, whatever. Now I'm going to fuck you to send a message. That's a possibility, man. I mean, and Vince is, Vince is in the corner because we know stuff like this. Vince in the past would have said, fuck you, I'm not. I'm going to drop you out and the hell with you, I'll never push you again. But if he does it now, if he doesn't push the guy whenever they're back to normal, would he take that risk of the PR hit he's going to take? I could see them putting the belt on Cena and letting Cena keep it warm till Reigns is ready to go. Yeah, but the problem is Cena is filming movies. He was only happened to be available temporarily. Right, but I mean, he can be made available one more time to drop the belt to Reigns. I'm Not sure if the movie that, production. You know, nothing's nothing's filming right now. He was due to film. Well, yes, but he was due to film at, before this all started. He was due to film uh, pretty soon after WrestleMania. That's why he was only coming in for the one match. And you got to assume once things get back to normal, he's going to be back to filming again. So do you take that chance? I don't know. Um, it's the same reason why we don't see The Rock in the ring anymore, because he tore his abductor muscles at WrestleMania 29, uh, the event Rob and I ran out of as soon as the bell rang. Um, yes, yes, we did. Freddie, literally the fireworks were going off as Rock and Cena must have been doing the celebration. Rob and I were already in the car and tearing out of the parking lot. Nice. CM Punk is going to be champion. I could be on board for that, but I doubt that would ever happen. Yeah, I, I don't see them doing it. But is that it for us tonight, Encyclopedia? What the fuck are you putting this on me? No, I got plenty more. No, no, that's it. Um, So next week, we will have our WrestleMania preview. Uh, hopefully the results don't leak out before then. Um, we'll try to get Stevie G back. I guarantee I'll get them all right if they do. <laughs> 
if they leave, we, we should have done the picks tonight. Um, <laughs> and I would have still, I'd still be in the lead. I think he'd still beat Anthony. Yeah. True. Uh, we also got to figure out if we're restarting the season with WrestleMania or, or just after. I think we, I think we have to restart it after Mania. So Rob has a fair chance to get back into it. I have to be able to assert my dominance. <laughs> yes. And also, uh, Freddie knows he's going to retain at least the world championship coming out of WrestleMania. And then with this Corona thing, he'll be able to keep the belt even longer because there's not going to be any pay-per-views for the next like three months. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you guys for listening. Catch us on all your podcast platforms the ig keep supporting keep you know voting in the polls or as anthony says the pools i don't know if you guys caught that earlier on tonight but <laughs> we <laughs> we thank you guys for listening www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com the sports frenzy podcast on ig the sports frenzy pod on twitter we thank you guys and we will catch you next week peace